0: Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. isn't it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive him or receive them, not even near the door. Notice that. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof. Everybody say the roof. They uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken through, they came down the bed They let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, their faith, he came to the paralytic. He said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified, God saying, we never saw anything like this. Great story. 2 Corinthians 1 for all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Today I'd like to preach a message entitled, There's More in the Store. There's more in the store. Say that with me. There's more in the store, There's more in the store for you. See what I did there? It rhymed. There's more in the store for you. Let's say a prayer. Father, thank you so much for your blessing. God, for the riches of the Lord that that are in Christ Jesus. I pray, God, that we could uncover them today. God, discover them today. And I pray, God, that you would make a difference in our lives. And we give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Jesus was in Capernaum at a house, many scholars say, That was the house of Simon Peter, which is a place that kind of served as a home base when Jesus was in the area. Valerie and I have been to that house, and it's bigger than you would think. I've got some pictures of that house. They've built a church on top of it. These are some Byzantine ruins here, but under the church itself is what they consider to be Peter's house in Capernaum. I've got another picture. That's a picture I actually took. Here's the 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 inside, looking under the. Uh, it's kind of pixelated there, but that you can get a little glimpse of it. Let's go to another one. Uh, yeah, you you get you get the idea. It's, it's bigger than than you would than you would think. Uh, remember, Peter owned his own fishing company, and he had done quite well for himself. So it's really a big house. You could fit a hundred people or more in there, and just a. A few weeks prior to the story in our reading, Jesus had been in the same village, Capernaum, where he had cast out demons, healed a particular leper, healed many other sick people, and, and cast out uh, demons. And, and just, he, he had just done a, a lot of stuff. He even healed Peter's mother in law, which explains why Peter denied the Lord three times. No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. I love my mother in law. I shouldn't say that, but I said it anyway. I couldn't resist. Then for the next few weeks, Jesus ministered in other villages in Galilee, preaching the word, healing everything in sight, delivering people from demons. It was, it was incredible. And finally, he made his way back to Capernaum, to his home base, to Simon Peter's house. And when word got out that he was back, that he was in the house, everybody and his brother came to the house where Jesus was. So it was packed out, wall-to-wall people. People even piled up outside the door. And, and Jesus was preaching the Word. Imagine that. The Word preaching the Word. It, it had to be just amazing. Now, also in our reading, there was this guy, this, this paralytic, as he's called in the New King James. He had not been healed by Jesus in, in the early ministry that Jesus had Uh, done in Capernaum, probably because he couldn't get to where Jesus was. He was paralyzed after all. And also in our reading, we see four guys who were, when they heard that Jesus was in the house, they immediately thought of this paralyzed guy and decided they would help him get to where Jesus was. Now, we tend to call them his friends, but we make that assumption based on what they did for him. Friendship is more about doing and less about talking and thinking. Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. And so this this idea of friendship, we get the idea that they're friends by what they did. They got him to Jesus when he couldn't get there himself. Romans 12, 13 uh, is a, a little verse where Paul says to the church, Practice hospitality. The Greek word is pholexenia, and it's it's an oxymoron. It literally means to show the love of a friend to a stranger. To show the love of a friend to a stranger. The opposite is xenophobia, meaning to fear strangers. These guys showed the love of a friend to this guy, who may not have been a friend, as we know him at all. They saw a need. They decided to do something about it. That's what friendship looks like. Welcome to Friend Day 2019 at Lightpoint Church. From time to time, I need a few friends. How about you? From time to time, I need somebody to pick me up and help me. Now, Paul used the word hospitality. Within the word hospitality is another word, hospital. Sick people go to hospitals. And in our story, here's a guy who could not walk. He was unable to get to Jesus on his own. He just couldn't do it. But he had four friends who made the difference, who took up the slack and showed him hospitality. They not only thought about getting him there, they did something about it. It it, it amazes me. You start breaking it down. They gathered materials. They built a stretcher. They went to where the guy was They got him on the stretcher. They picked up the stretcher, and they did the walking for him that he could not do himself. Isn't that beautiful? It was all intentional. It took time, talent, treasure, but they were able and willing to do it, to help a man get to Jesus who was having trouble getting to Jesus on his own. Such a beautiful picture of the church, of reaching out. Can I go ahead and say this? I'm so grateful for people who didn't give up on me when I was paralyzed and stuck in my condition and I couldn't get where I needed to go, but they helped me. When I had lost my walk, they picked me up. When I had lost my faith, they had faith for me. They gathered around me. They had not lost their walk. They had not lost their faith and they invested it all in me. I'm so thankful for friends. How about you? well because of all the trouble they had to go through to carry someone else to Jesus all five of them the guy on the stretcher and the four carrying him they were late to the meeting think about that they were late i mean here's what happened let that sink in jesus before he starts we know he had a countdown right it's a 5 minute countdown and so it went 3 2 one, and then the praise team started singing. And, and then, you know, Peter and Mrs. Peter got up and welcomed everybody after the first song. They said, we're so glad you're here. We're going to have a great time today. Did a little exhortation. And, and then uh, they watched the video, the announcement video for the next meeting. They received the tithe, the offering, and, and then, you know, they, they kept moving on. And then Jesus got up, and and read his text, and and they still weren't in the house. They still weren't in the house. Now, it it, it they were late. It, it was so packed out that these guys they couldn't even get in the doorway. And, and in those days, in those days, houses had a, like a fire escape. Uh, they had a staircase on the outside that would lead up to a a, a rooftop where where you could sit where you could kind of. You could kind of uh, hang out and chill on the roof. And, and sometimes they would put a covering over that. It was like an upstairs veranda kind of thing, a balcony, you might say. And there were these stairs. And so they couldn't get in the house where he was. They couldn't even get in the doorway. So they decided to go up the stairs and, and get on the roof. Now, this was a solid roof because they could hang out up there. It wasn't just straw. It wasn't just, you know, something that you couldn't stand on. They would go hang out up there. So they go up to the top story, to, to the roof. Everybody say the roof. They get up there and, and they begin to dismantle the roof. The wording in the Greek literally means they were destroying Peter's roof. Now, that might make, you know, a roofing company happy, but I don't know about Peter they started destroying that roof. This guy had friends that just wouldn't stop. I love that. We need friends who just want to stop. I remember when I first started coming into the church, I had friends who were pulling on me to stay out of church. You know, the devil's a good soul winner. The devil's a good soul winner. What's happening here? The roof's coming apart, right? That's exactly what started happening. Jesus was sitting down, and he was teaching. And he's like, now, I've taken my text from the book of Isaiah, and I want to talk to you a little bit about this today. And all of a sudden, pieces of Peter's roof started falling in all around where Jesus was teaching. People had to start looking and going, what in the world? And then all of a sudden, the sun broke through, and there was a shadow up there. And as they looked up through the hole in the roof, there were five guys up there, four carrying a stretcher. And there was one guy on the stretcher. And they're like, you know, excuse us, we're sorry, but we've got to get this guy in. And they, they, they made a hole big enough to get, you know, a six-foot man, so probably seven, eight-foot wide, long, whatever, big enough to get this man. So they lower him down on, on ropes, down. And I thought about literally destroying our roof today for friend day, but I thought that might be a bad idea, especially with our debt-free initiative going on. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't take it that far, right? We'll stop with this. So they let him down into the presence of the Lord, and immediately, immediately, Peter's freaking out like, Holy cow you know I can't believe this is happening you know like you're tearing up the you know how many fish I had to catch to pay for that they're just tearing up his roof Mrs. Peter's freaking out Peter this is your fault get up there and do something about it you know like and and and, and everybody's just kind of like you're ruining church you're ruining church sometimes you just got to ruin church right I think we'd be better off to ruin church more often. We're so programmed. Oh, my goodness. We can talk all we want about some denominations and traditions that are so programmed. Sometimes we get so programmed we don't make any time. Sometimes you just got to ruin church, throw away the program, and let God be God and do what he's trying to do in the lives of people. So they destroy the roof, right? They destroy and so there, others are looking in, in amazement. Peter's freaking out. Mrs. Peter's freaking out. Jesus immediately knows what's happening. The Bible said that he saw their faith. Oh, I love that. In the same way that he sensed the hearts of, of the religious people who were criticizing what he was about to do, he saw in the hearts of these men faith. He saw their faith. It, it, it had to be like... Like, that's why I'm preaching the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. He saw their faith. It was their faith that got this man in the presence of Jesus. It was their faith that got Jesus talking to him in the first place. Think about that. These four men were responsible for this guy's God encounter, for the very words that Jesus was speaking to this guy. Had they not done their part, this man would not have been healed or forgiven. It's a powerful, powerful story. I want to spend a few minutes talking about Jesus being the storehouse of God. The the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Christ Jesus. He is the express image of the Father. He is the Word of God. The Word of God is the will of God. the will of God is the Word of God. If you want to see the will of God, look at the ministry of Jesus Christ. He healed, delivered, set free, provided. Second Corinthians says, the promises of God are in him, yes and amen. This guy is now in the presence of Jesus the Christ where all the promises of God are yes and amen. And healing is one of the promises. He's there because he's a paralyzed man. Luke said it of this story. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. And these guys had faith. And Jesus saw their faith. The friends were expecting this guy to be healed. This guy was expecting this guy to be healed. However, with faith in the room for his healing, the first thing that Jesus said to him was, your sins are forgiven. I'm going to focus on this for a minute, y'all. There's a lot of deep revelation in this story. We We could plumb the depths of this for weeks, I promise you. But I want to focus on a very simple truth today. You don't have to put uh, your boots on to wade out into this truth. It's not that deep. You don't need hip waders for this truth. You can put your spiritual flip-flops on today. You can put your spiritual flip-flops on because this is not very deep, but it is pretty profound. You ready for this? There was more in the store than what that guy dropped in for. He, think about it. He dropped into the store, right? You ever dropped into the store? He dropped into the store, but there was more in the store than what he dropped in for. In other words, he came for healing, but he left with healing and forgiveness. <laughs> I love that. Listen, in Christ, in the store, God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Peter wrote that, 2 Peter 1 the, through 3. The guy... Who 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 owned the house wrote that. All things that pertain to life and godliness. This guy dropped into the store to pick something up. But there was more in the store. Would you grab that for me? There was more in the store than what he dropped in for. Say there's more in the store. There's more in the store. Now listen, I'm a grocery store fanatic. Back in the day... Back in the day, we told Walmart the master has need of this buggy." <laughs> and since this buggy was on this side of airline, we borrowed it for a few weeks because I knew this was coming up. I told Brendan, Valerie knew what I was preaching a couple weeks ago, and it was on the side of the road on this side, and Valerie said, "Hey." There's a shopping cart over. there. I was going to go ask Harvest, you know, Christian, the Christian grocery store, or I was going to ask one of these groceries, kind of borrow a cart. And it just so happened, boom! There's one. The Lord has provided. So Wednesday night, I said, Brendan, uh, go get that cart. <laughs> so he's running down airlines. You know, <laughs> it's been in my office, weirding people out that walk by. You got a shopping cart in your office. <laughs> So I, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a grocery store aficionado. Back in the day when we lived in Maryland and, and we were so broke, we, we didn't know what to do. We were starting a church up there. Uh, we had a Safeway up there. Valerie uh, Valerie just didn't want to go to the grocery store because she didn't know how much she could spend. It was always very limited, and, and so I would do the hard work of going and picking out everything, getting it all and 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 getting it down almost to the penny, to where like. Okay, so I became this a grocery store guy. I was always in the grocery store, and sometimes it was, you know, picking up today's needs or the next three days' needs, something like that. And so I, I was all up in the grocery store. I still am pretty comfortable in a grocery store, and I, although I don't uh, like to go anymore. But uh, I, I can remember uh, many times, uh, especially in those, those broke days, You know what I spent a lot of time, the aisle I spent a lot of time in? The one with the ramen noodles. Anybody ever survived on ramen noodles? Hey, you can live a long time on ramen noodles. You can live a long time on ramen noodles. I, I bought a lot of Chef Boyardee mini raviolis. I bought a lot of Campbell's soup. I bought a lot of chicken pot pies. Back in the day, you get four for a dollar. You kidding me? Four for a dollar chicken pot pie made from chicken bones and chicken beaks and stuff like that. You know, it's not just dark meat. It, you know what I'm saying? It's like otherworldly. You know, and, but it's like four for a dollar. Ate a lot of those. Got a lot of big K Cola when I lived in in Nashville and I, I was a, a an aspiring rock star and I, I would go to Kroger and I would buy big K Colas and uh, Kroger brand bread and cheese and whatnot. Uh, now I'm starting to get a twitch, but. uh there's a lot of times that we go to the grocery store and we just kind of we go to the the aisle that we're most familiar with, the aisle that we feel comfortable in, and, and we'll just we'll just buy the same old thing over and over again. We'll get all that ramen and it's going to be the chicken flavored ramen, which we all know is the best tasting ramen. We'll get the chicken tasting ch- chicken flavored ramen, or we'll go to the cereal aisle. And if we're going to splurge, you know, we'll, we'll get something besides the you know the Sure Fine brand. And we might just buy a, a box of Captain Crunch. You know, it, we may go all in on the Captain Crunch, and we may go back time and time again and get Captain Crunch cereal. We may go back and 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 focus in, you know, on the 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 chicken pot pies or. The, the Tony's Pizza or, you know, it, it, we find our favorite thing and we go back time and time again and get the same old, same old. And I want to tell you something today. Some of us have come in this house and we have come with an expectation for God to do a certain thing. But I'm here to tell you there's more in the storm. Come on. Well, pastor's lost his mind, right? He's just going all in on this illustration. You can't see all these. There's wisdom, physical healing, emotional healing, direction, provision, peace, salvation. And we come in and we're like, Lord, I want to go to heaven. Well, the Lord wants you to go to heaven. He, he's not trying to keep you out of heaven. He's paid the price to get you to heaven. He wants you to get to heaven. You need to turn to him, man. You need to repent. You need to call on the name of the Lord. You need to look to him as your source and your supply to go to heaven. You need to look to Christ as your ticket to heaven. In the store, there is heaven provided, salvation provided. you got to turn to him. you got to believe in him. I'm telling you, In that salvation aisle, you're gonna find, you're gonna find all that you need. It's the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You need to put your faith in Him. Trust in Him. Hey, be water baptized in that name above every name and fill with the Holy Spirit now. You can go to heaven. Christ in you, the hope of glory. There is heaven in the heaven aisle. But He doesn't just want to get you to heaven. He wants to bless you here on earth. He's not trying to keep blessings from you here on earth and only get you to heaven. He wants to get you to heaven, but He wants to bless you down here. And He doesn't want to just bless you here and not get you to heaven. This is all-encompassing. He is a holistic Savior. Spirit, soul, and body, He has come to touch you. And very often, we have faith we will focus on one thing, salvation. We put that in our buggy, and we're ready to go. But we have other needs in our lives. Uh, we, we need provision. I'm here to tell you, he can supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Why don't you put your faith in the fact that he is a provider, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, who provides. He's my provider, my My job is not my provider. My paycheck is not what is giving me provision. I am blessed by the most high God, the true and living God. He's my provider. And and we need peace. So we get some provision and salvation. But we need peace. We need peace. We're troubled on every side. I'm here to tell you, he is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord God, who is my peace. He is my peace. Come on now. He wants to give us direction. We're lost. We're not sure about what to do. He is the God who will guide us and lead us into all truth. He is the God who will provide. He is the God who will direct. He also is a God who gives us favor. I have favor with God and favor with man, and I'm feared in hell. That's not because of me. It's because of the one I serve and whom I put my faith and trust. There's more in the store. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's more in the store. The bottom line of this guy is that when he dropped in, he didn't realize the riches that were in the room. He was looking for healing, but God had more for him, and God has more for us. Some traditions have limited what God offers and we bought into that because we trust in the man of God and what have you. But I'm telling you, don't be limited by tradition and by religious walls. Understand, he is more than enough to meet your every need. Some of us were struggling with physical healing when we don't think God will touch us in a physical way. He only does metaphysical things, supernatural things, things that you can't really see. It's amazing to me, Jesus did the thing you couldn't see said your sins are forgiven. And then he turned around and said, "Oh, by the way, listen to the wording of this, which is easier." In other words, he didn't say, "What is harder to do?" He said, "Which is easier?" That the implication is simply I've got the Greek right here in my notes. It's simply this he's saying, "They're both just as easy for me." I can do the invisible things But I can do the visible things as well. Put your faith in me for that, son. I feel the Holy Spirit challenging us today. Hey, put your faith in that. Put your faith in Jesus for your physical healing as well. To Him, they're easy. They are easy things. Not only that. But some of us, we carry emotional baggage around. And man, we're struggling emotionally. We're broken emotionally. God can heal your emotions, your soul, if you will. He can touch your mind, your will, your emotions. He can touch that. Put your faith in the the Lord Jesus Christ for that. Or for wisdom. We need wisdom. I'm telling you, there is more in the store. Why would you go to the... To the checkout line, right with only one thing in your buggy. When he's offered all things that pertain to life and godliness, I want to challenge you today. Put your faith in him. There's more in the store. Stand with me right now. Isaiah said, "When, when, when." Well, he said in in Isaiah chapter fifty-three. Let's read that four and five. Isaiah fifty-three. Four and five, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. What? Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Verse five, but he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was on him, and by his stripes we. Are healed It's just so powerful In Christ In Jesus There is healing there, there is relief from grief He's carried our sorrows The wording is He bore them away He carried them He shouldered them away The, the, the word grief it, it means sickness, malady, calamity, anxiety, affliction, evil Sorrows, physical, mental pain and anguish here's, Here's the idea. He was wounded for our transgressions, our rebellion, our faults, our trespasses, our sin. Bruised for our iniquities, our depravity, our guilt, our shame. His mission was to bear the burden of our sickness, disease physical and mental pain, anguish and anxiety, sin and rebellion, guilt and shame. His mission was to provide for our health and healing, provision, deliverance, peace and prosperity. And I'm here to tell you he accomplished his mission. He said, he said, it is finished. And let me ask you this. If he bore all of that for me why would I choose to carry any of it why don't you cast your cares on him come to him in faith you've dropped in to a place this is not the store this is like Peter's house but the store is in this house and everything you need is in him there's more in the store than what you came in for. Today we're going to pray for some prayer cloths. And we do this from a particular scripture in Acts chapter 19. We're going to pray for some prayer cloths today for a girl named Keitha. We've been praying that God would lead us and direct our paths and yesterday I ran in to Keitha's husband in the grocery store of all places. And he called my name. I didn't see him. He said, Donovan? I saw him. I said, Hey man, I heard what's going on in your family. Haven't seen you in years. Funny, I would run into you today. Tomorrow's friend day at life point. I'd love for you to come be my friend. I said, But I tell you what I'm gonna do. We're gonna pray for a prayer cloth because we're believing that God is gonna touch some people and heal some people and I want to get this prayer cloth to you and his family is going through some incredible turmoil right now. And and we're going to also pray for a friend of mine named Mickey who couldn't make it today. But I said we're going to pray that God would heal you. He's he's facing some overwhelming obstacles physically. And I said we're going to pray for you today. I want to tell you whatever you have need of today the presence of the Lord is in this house. And there is more in the store than what you came here for. You are like, man, I need forgiveness. Hey, I'll not only provide you forgiveness; I'll meet your needs. I'll bring peace. I'll help you lay your pillow on your head at night and sleep without Ambien and without other stuff. I'll help you sleep. I give my beloved rest, is what he said in the Psalms. He's the one who gives that. Who? He's the great physician. Nothing is too hard for him. God knows how to touch your kids. Maybe they've wandered off. He knows how to get to where they are. Do You need to just trust Him. Put your faith in Him. Tear the roof off the house, man, because there's more in the store than what you've dropped in for. Amen. So we're going to pray for some prayer cloths. If you would like a prayer cloth prayed for, then I'll need you to tell one of our team members what it is, and we'll pray. But if you need special prayer, whatever you need today, my Jesus is in the house. I'm confident of that. Would you bow your heads with me right now? Father, I thank you so much for your faithfulness and your goodness. I thank you, God, that you have provided for our every need, spirit, soul, body. If you watch over the sparrows and know when one falls, how much more are you aware of my needs of my struggles lord you know the very head uh, the very hairs on our head father you you know you know how many there are and it changes every day but god you know because you keep careful watch over us and you provide it for our every need father we would never want to be hostile towards the finished work of Christ. We want to come humbly in faith, not in arrogance, but in faith and humility and say thank you for the cross, for the provision, for carrying my griefs and my sorrow, my sin, for carrying my shame, for being the Lord who provides, the Lord who is my peace, the Lord Jehovah Rapha who is the God who heals me. God, thank you, Lord that there's more in the store than what i realized. I'm not limiting you. My mind is expanding. My faith is expanding. I am beginning to believe you can heal me of this addiction. You can break these chains off of my life. You can put my family back together. You can make the difference. You can touch what nobody else has been able to, God. you can. You can make the difference. There's more in store. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed. For more information on our church, Pastor Donovan, or service times, please visit our website at golifepoint.com.